you guys playing? Or no? no Do no, you wanna no. play? <laughs> Are you ready to play? Are you crazy? Excuse me? Go away! I'm not doing get this now. Scream, get my Glock! Let's do this. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> and me, I feel all fuzzy inside. I know. Is this how couples feel? Like, especially like old married couples. I've been together for 87 years. Mm, sometimes, yes. Yeah, sometimes they still think about beating the shit out of each other. To be honest. And plus, my back hurts as much as an 82-year-old woman, so. Okay, cool. Cool. We got that in common. But it's been two years now. We old. Oh, two year old. It's a toddler. It's a toddler. Wow. In dog years, that's pretty old. I'm saying we're 14. In dog years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, you calculated that fast. That's, that's why I was really surprised. From what I'm understanding, it's seven years for one year. But then again, different sizes of dogs. True. Have different. Why are we talking about this? How old is Tuka? He's old. His gray is. His beard is getting a little gray. But anyway, <laughs> we're our two year anniversary. I can't believe we actually made it to two years. Um, I love this podcast so right? much. I love doing this podcast so much. Because it's ours. It is. And we just do it. Really, And we have so much fun doing it, too. It brought us together. It definitely like added more to my friend group now. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot, really. Like Whenever people are talking about rituals now, I was like, oh, I know so much about that. I don't know why <laughs> I know so much about that, but I know so much about that. It made us smart. I, <laughs> uh, uh, smart. Uh, uh. Smart. <laughs> All right. So, uh, for tonight's events, we, and we saw our Instagram post, but I, we were doing research for something special for tonight. We um, have discussed a lot of rituals in the past two years now, and some of our rituals come with movies. So, what we have done is that we've watched the movies that some of the rituals are based on, and we're going to review the movies and what we know. Yeah, we're going to compare, we're going to review, we're going to contrast. Probably going to judge and comment. Not probably. We are definitely going to judge. Oh, we are. There was a lot of, there was a lot of that. And my, my favorite part about the entire time we were doing research was that we knew the, the, the rules. Yeah, we knew the ritual. We didn't know the movie, but we knew the ritual. Yeah, yeah. So when they were talking about, oh, here's the rules. And they're like, oh, we know the rules. They were like, oh, yeah, that and that. Uh-huh. Oh, they missed that. And blah, blah, blah. it was just so much fun because we knew what was what was going on. Yeah, we had a moment where we could be know-it-alls. Yeah. It felt nice. <laughs> I told you. This yeah. makes us smart. Yeah, it felt great. So um, I'm going to start because I have a lot to say about mine. Yeah, we don't have time for... Long ass intro today. No, not today. It's our anniversary. It's a special day. Okay, so my movie was Ouija, because Ouija, whatever floats your boat. Uh, I was originally gonna do Bloody Mary, and for some reason we couldn't, we couldn't stream it. It was weird. And we now waiting for no DVD. Yeah, no. We're that we would try to return anyway. And it's quarantine, so we're still having a little bit of issue with like returning and getting stuff delivered. So. I decided to do this layout where we're going to review the ritual, give you like a quick like brush up on what the ritual was, the rules and everything. So, for a normal game of Ouija, which we don't condone as always, first and foremost, the board is not a joke. It is not a game. It's a very serious thing. Damn. And most important rule is to never taunt or goat a spirit to communication with you through the board this can lead to disastrous consequences uh, don't taunt the spirits bitch damn <laughs> never ask it when you're going to die it's a very important rule too spirits who talk through the board can tell you anything they want just because they say something doesn't mean it's true a spirit will try to win your trust by lying about who they are or maybe they don't know the answer to the question but they don't want to admit it to themselves so they just say anything mm-hmm never use the board alone the more people the better you have a lot to say about that a lot to say about that when I like being alone too if a number of people just volunteer for this, I get to call everybody a dumbass. <laughs> and I need new friends, apparently. Um, You'll get them, because they'll all die. True. 
Do not use the board in your own home. If something goes wrong with the spirit, it will be in your home. Use it in the home of somebody you don't like. Fast, let them deal with it and not you. One person in the group should be the leader and ask all the questions. If you are not the leader, you just gotta keep your mouth shut and only keep your fingers on the planchette. No one should laugh or ask questions because it'll bring negative energy and interfere. You can cry silently. Absolutely. The, the tears can stream. Question your life choices? Absolutely. In your head. Question to your own intelligence. Listen. To yourself. Think about your GPA. Mm-hmm. What was it last? 2.5? Yeah. Probably. Oh, sounds about right. Yeah. The leader should not ask joke questions. Again, this is a very serious game. Not just a joke. Don't leave the planchet on the board. Uh, if unused, just leave it to the side. Don't leave it on the board. So if you want to do a pause, just pick it up, put it to the side. It actually brings bad luck. Always end the session with the board by saying goodbye. If a spirit communication counts down or goes through the alphabet, immediately end the session by saying goodbye. Another thing, if the spirit makes the planchette make a figure eight or an infinity symbol, end the session, as already mentioned, by saying goodbye. If you believe you are talking to a malefic- Maleficent. Malevolent. If you believe you are talking to a sus-ass spirit, end the session as previously stated by saying goodbye. Never burn the board. The proper way to store is the planchette and the board separately. Now, let's review the movie. Ouija. Hola, mama. So, we'll be talking about Ouija. Came out in 2014. PG-13, which sucks. The director is Styles White. So, if you guys want to look up that one. Apparently, there's a prequel to this one. Which is a 2016 version. Yeah, I think the prequel is better. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. Okay. So, my first note was that it already sucks. Because, <laughs> first of all, rules are pretty clear. And the, there's an incantation. The rules never said anything about incantation. So, I guess they added that for dramatic effect. You good over there? Keep going. Oh, okay. i just making sure you're okay. Uh, so... There's always a blonde in a horror movie. Yep. I've always I've noticed that. There's always a blonde. Yep. And already the rules were already broken because she played by herself in her home. It, it, it was just like and she burned it. But she you know, burned it. You know what's funny though? In the beginning of the movie, she and her friend played as children. Yeah. And they didn't play alone, but when she's a teenager, all of a sudden she decides to fuck up. Yeah, they actually listen to the rules when they were kids, and not when they were teenagers, when they're more mature for their age. You, just, you would think. You would think. Uh, oh, I also wrote on my nose, there's a lot of dumb bitch energy. Of course, there always <laughs> so is. So much dumb bitch energy. That's what horror movies thrive off of. Oh my god. And they really need, uh, I, that's why I asked you what was that spray. I asked you if there was a spray for the doors, because I was like, they really need a WD-40 in all the rooms, because it always squeaks. The doors stay squeaking like crazy. Like, hell, my doors don't even squeak. And and I've noticed in the beginning, and this is all in the beginning. This is like the first, like, 30, 30, not even, like, 10 minutes of the movie. She was very calm because there was a scene where she went to check on the door because, obviously, it creaked open. Obviously, people's first instinct, let me go check out what that is. Then all of a sudden, her stove turned on by itself. She was too calm for that. I felt like she could have run away. She could have run not to the house. could have, should have. She should have. You're right. Because not only that door that creaked, that was to where the laundry um, room is. But then behind that, the back door was wide open. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then the stove turns on, like you said. By itself. So. And you're just like, well, I'm at home. Mm. So I felt like she could have, she should have run away. She was way too calm for my taste. And then the movie had a person of color, which was a maid. And you know, in a lot of those movies, they're always the ones like to warn you. Yeah. Shouldn't be doing this. Shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Why are you messing with the spirits? And they're always a person of color. Yeah. Always a person of color. Mm-hmm. I love that, but still. Is like, it a Latino or a black one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's one of us. <laughs> we know better, obviously. Now, further in the movie, I have so many notes. Oh, I actually wrote a lot of notes. I'm, like, looking at this now. So, I was talking about the cameras. I, I just didn't like the paneling as an artist. Like, the cinematography could have been a lot better, but that's oh, a different God. thing. Uh, is, uh, Sarah was trying to live her best life, really. 
Okay, so the main character who played the Ouija board by herself that already broke the rules, that was too calm, her name was Debbie. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is that I there wasn't a lot about looking through the whole of the planchette. They never talked about that. The planchette is mainly just a device to help communication and everything. But that is actually a part of it. I don't know. Like, if your planchette has a hole in it, like a glass hole, you, it is meant for you to look through so that you could possibly see spirits. Yeah. So, she did that because she was one by herself and she was getting all this weird stuff going on. And she played the Ouija board when she was little with her best friend. And then she saw something through the glass part, the glass circle of the planchette. Her eyes rolled back, and she ended up committing suicide. Well, what was seen as suicide. The spirits made her do it. Yeah, the spirits made her do it, which later explained. And then um, it went to... This pretty much was a story based on the best friend of the girl who committed suicide. Her name was Debbie again. And she was trying to reconnect with her. And then this led to my notes with Sarah, being her sister, was trying to live her best life because she was trying to see guys. And, you know, she was edgy. She was like, you know, fuck my parents and whatever and everything. So she was just trying to live her best life. And so the parents, out of town, of course, so that's typical horror movie. So they live with their dad and he left to do a business trip as always. Don't trust your kids. (laughs) So... Debbie, I mean, not Debbie, Debbie's best friend, she had a weird name, Lane. Lane. Yeah, her name was Lane. And so she was very desperate to speak to her best friend because she felt bad. She was like, I wish, you know, she could have told me about what was going on. So she wanted to play the Ouija board to try and communicate with her. Now, the thing is that a a lot of rules were broken again. So... They were focusing a lot more on the planchette than they really were on the board. So I feel like that's why a lot of things were missing and a lot mm. of rules were broken because they focused more on the planchette right. than they did the actual board. And with the lore of the board, we know the demon that's associated with that. We will not say the name. But I feel like they could have gotten more into that. They could have. I guess maybe they didn't because it kind of didn't, you know, affect... That's not what affected them. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Um... The movie also went around this one story that wasn't associated with the Ouija board. So I felt like they could have used the demon instead. Because, you know, that one, I think everybody kind of knows about it. But they went with, like, a different horror story connected to the... Well, because remember, it has a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, they went with the prequel. Yeah, okay, so I guess they were trying to get with the story. But for me, I feel like for a movie that comes with a Ouija board, they do a little bit more research on that. Remember, in the house they were in, that was where the first occurrences happened with that with the board. Yeah. But still, they had like... to make that connection. And this is how a lot of times other people was experiencing. Not in one sees Zozo, they come in other shit too. I feel like it was kind of like the same situation with like um, scary stories to tell in the dark like in a movie. Like they added an unnecessary story mm-hmm. where they had already so much meat to work with that they kind of like ignored the good meat and went to like a side meat kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Damn, good meat, side meat, shit. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, um, I just felt like they could have worked with that story of the Ouija board because that probably would have been more scary with, like, well, a Well, I think if they didn't do that, it's because there are other movies already with that. I guess, yeah. They wanted to make this one more personal. Yeah, so, um, again, there was a lot of rules broken. Um, a lot of, so they did a seance, what was called a seance, to reconnect with Debbie because one of my notes says Desperado, which was Lane getting really desperate to talk to her ex- her best friend, Debbie, and be, like, getting a lot of questions and answered. So they did like a seance where um, it was her, her sister Sarah, the bad bitch of the group who was just trying to get dick, and um, her boyfriend, Debbie's ex-boyfriend, well, late boyfriend or whatever you call it, the right label for that. He didn't die yet. No, but like, what do you call when like the best friend's boyfriend, but like she she's dead. She's late. Okay, so. So, Debbie's boyfriend. Debbie's boyfriend. Who's still I, alive. Yeah, I didn't know what the, if there was like a proper title for that. No, no, Debbie's late. He's not. What's a male widow? He, a widower. Okay, so he was a widower. But they weren't married. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then Lane's boyfriend is there, and then there's also another girl from school. Yeah, and a, like a random girl. So, um, she was going crazy. Spooky, kooky, yuki moment, because... There was a chair moved and everything, and it was very... Mm, they didn't run away. They don't run away. They never run away. You would think, because a lot of them are always like, oh, I have this practice, I have that practice. Y'all do sports, but don't run. Fine! <laughs> and there was a basketball game, you know, associated in that whole movie. Yeah, they were supposed to be going to one, and I guess these guys were players, but didn't run. Mm. 
so um a lot of the back to the rules that I mentioned before nobody the leader wasn't associated everybody was practically asking questions everybody was practically saying something instead of one person so maybe that probably agitated the board a lot because you know it's too much stimuli yeah too much see the, the spirits don't like to be overwhelmed either yeah I totally get that so there's a lot of people communicating and then this one girl let go of the plant check because she freaked out so there was a lot of rules already broken there and then uh, she just didn't stop. Um, Lane just didn't want to give up. She kept going. She kept pushing. She kept pushing. And again, another rule is to not to agitate the spirits, which ended up happening because they saw a crazy woman running at them through the planchette, like the little hole on it. She looked at it. And she saw like this crazy spirit and this little girl pointing at the crazy bitch. It was just ugh. so this is what they get. And then you have the person of color coming back in the the hispanic maid or whatever they call it that's what she was yeah she was the maid so then she comes in saying like oh you shouldn't be playing with that no shit <laughs> i wrote i wrote in my note that jogger was on some shit because there was a scene where the where one of the boyfriends got affected by the ouija seance because the ghost was following him and then all of a sudden, a jogger came out of that sus-ass tunnel because he went through a tunnel, a really weird tunnel. Then a jogger went through. I'm like, why is that jogger going through that creepy Why is anyone going through this tunnel? Yeah, and, and it was, like, fucking crazy. So everybody gets haunted by this term called high friend because that was what they got from the Ouija board. And back to my rules again, some spirits will trick you. So they thought the high friend was Debbie. But in my mind, I was like... Who speaks like that? Who says hi, friend? If it was me, I'd be like, it's me, kind of ish. Like, I wouldn't respond as hi, friend. They'd be like, bitch, get off this board. Yeah. <laughs> like, I told you, don't try to talk to me when I'm dead. Wait till you die, and then we can have tea. Leave me alone, as you said. Exactly. So, um, I wrote in my note also that this reminded me of Unfriended a lot, too. Like, uh, that the whole Skype call thing and everything. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the same energy. Like, they were getting attacked or, like... But that know. was actually their friend. Yeah. This wasn't. No, this was, like, a spirit hiding as the friend. Again, the spirits will hide as somebody you love to get your trust. So that was kind of their fault already for breaking a rule and trusting too much of what they were seeing from the board. So uh, they needed a better emergency plan. Because there was a scene... And I'm just going by my notes and then referring to what that scene was about. So, um... Sarah, the badass sister, and Lane, they, they were home by themselves because obviously the parents were away. The door was open, wide open. And they're like, hey, is anybody there? Is anybody there? Then the door just shuts right there and they run straight into the room, Then, which is fine. But then somebody was rattling the door and they run to the closet. I felt like that was the stupidest thing to do. Say, like, this is the time when you barricade the door. You yeah. grab your dresser, you put that in front of it, grab the... Look... Block it, the door. And I know y'all got cell phones, so ah, use that's them. What I'm that's what I'm saying. They needed a better emergency plan. And it's stuck in the closet. Brief. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? <gasps> <laughs> like, hyperventilating is not part of the deal. Oh, bitch, they can hear you hyperventilating. Hyperventilating isn't a quiet deal. See, this is why I would not be able to hide with somebody. Because I just look at them like, see, now we caught. Because you stupid. So, they went back to play the Ouija board to double check if it was Debbie which, but my, like, that was the stupidest thing they ever did. Why would you go back? Even the rules, like, in our podcast, in our episode that we talked about, was like, don't play this ever again. Like, bad shit is already happening. So, you know what? Let's just double up. Facts. So. That's creepy. It's an ice cream truck outside I, playing off-key music. Yeah, that was creepy a little bit. I wonder, if one of the, I wonder if it's one of the drug trucks. Ooh. Anyway. Uh, so, they went back. And played again on the board to double check if it was Debbie. Mm. Obviously, it was not her. So, Debbie's boyfriend with the widower, this he was he was a smart one. I give him props. We're in this seat now, where he double checked if it was Debbie by asking a very personal question. And not only that, he made up the question and made it fake. If the spirit said, yes, I remember that, he'd be like, that is not dead. Yeah, we so, never did that shit. So we gave him props because, oh, like, that was that was smart. That was like, extremely, extremely smart. Yes. So obviously it came to the realization that um, it was not Debbie. It was a ghost pretending to be Debbie. So, duh. And there was, like, a whole story behind it. 
I don't want to talk too much more into the story because it's a prequel and I don't want to spoil that either. So just know that it is a tragic event that happened in the house before and now they have to read, like, you know... From the 70s. Yeah, so they have to, like, I guess fix the problem that was left over from that time period with the with what happened with the previous family that lived there. So, fuck the mother, because they called her, they referred her as the mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck that. Like, if they, if they don't go by a name, then that's weird. It's like, go, like, be careful. Mama's coming. And it's like, fuck that kind of energy. Like, I don't like mom right now. Nope. Is mom coming with cookies? <laughs> So, uh, I wrote also my notes, moral of the story, get dick, don't play Ouija, because Sarah was dragged into playing the Ouija board, and she was just trying to hook up with her man. I would have been so mad at my sister, like, wait, I can't sneak out to go get some dick, but I can play the Ouija board with you? And get haunted? Are you serious? Like, what type of sister are you? Fuck, you're just supposed to throw a condom at me and say, get the hell out of my face. <laughs> and don't get pregnant, and that's, that's it. That's all you're supposed to say, but you're gonna drag me into into damnation? Oh my god. Where did we... Look, family ain't loyal. <laughs> they don't they don't support you. They just don't. No, they support you when it's convenient for them. Absolutely. I need you to help me summon my dead best friend. Okay, but I need to go over here and get laid, so. Um, hello, priorities. Exactly. Be like, you're, she's dead. And you're not supposed to be playing with this shit anyway. Okay, so along with Debbie, a couple other people were killed, which, you know, Ouija boards, I understand, especially the considering, like, what the real story is within the Ouija board and the demon and everything and all that good jazz. Maybe people could die. Maybe. Maybe. But in this um, movie, it made it apparent that you will die. Yeah. Completely. Because um, the extra friend that was there, she died in the bathroom. It was very tragic how she died. It's really bad. It made The spirits made it look like an accident. Yeah. Just like with Debbie, it made it look like she committed suicide, but obviously she was probably possessed into doing it. So she died... And then a couple other characters died. I don't know if there was a spoiler alert that she died. I don't. Th- I don't think it mattered. She was just like a side character, really. She was a friend, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so be wary of that, and like fuck addicts, cause they had to go to the addicts to find. Obviously, they were like debunk. Like they were trying to do research about the family that was there before. So obviously, this bitch had to go to an attic and find all the family pictures, and then my favorite bitch came into the frame. Which is Lynn Shane, who is Elise from Insidious. Yes. She is the most iconic bitch in the world. That and Insidious was just a good ass movie. It was. Uh, Insidious was something that I've always said that got definitely my recognition because even though they weren't that known for jump scares, and yes, there was a lot of creepy moments, it's it's the music, the way they toned yes. their music. It was the music, and also the idea itself was not something we always get to see Yeah, in horror movies. It was, like, it was more so original than what we're used to right now because a lot of people want to say, oh, let's do a remake, yeah. let's do a reboot. No, how about we see what the fuck you have in your mind? Yeah, it was, it was very interesting, and the way they set the mood with just the music and like the whole set and like the mood colors and everything was artistically wise it definitely captured my attention and I give them absolutely a lot of credit for it but like story wise it's it's still good Mm -hmm. it's still really good like I obviously wouldn't watch it all the time because when I'm a big scaredy cat and there was definitely a lot of moments that made me jump but it's it's definitely a good movie so Elise was there she um was warning of course um Lane about you know her mom that, you know, she did this, she did that. To give y'all a little more breakdown, her name is not Elise in this movie. Nope. So the character that um, Elise was playing was? Paulina Zander. Thank you. Cause so, let me just break it down a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. She was in a mental institution at this point in the movie. She was already an older woman. But it turns out she, from the 70s, used to live in the house that they are now having a problem with. With her mother and her sister. Yeah, so watch the prequel if you're interested. Um, I probably spoiled a lot of things in this movie, regardless. No, you didn't. But definitely watch it if you're if you like like those kind of things. I feel like it was too cliche for me for a horror movie. Told you I like the older one better. Yeah, you did mention that. I'm actually interested in that one. So the whole synopsis was she had to go back into the house and you know destroy a couple things that resonated with the past in order to free themselves from the spirit that's haunting them. So, yeah, they had to destroy the things that were connecting, that were connected, that connected them to the board, that connected them to the haunting, and before the spirit actually killed them, because then we lost a couple other people. 
for example, the Ouija board and destroy the body of the sister, the young sister, the daughter of my, of the mother that was connected to the Ouija board and was causing all these hauntings and causing all these deaths. So they had to destroy her body that was in the house. It was in like a sub little basement where the mom com like did a lot of seances in back in the days where the movie took place, the second movie took place. Um, they did it properly this time, kind of. They burned the Ouija board along with the body like they were supposed to, but they didn't do it separately. They Either way, you're not supposed to burn this bitch. You're just supposed to like keep them apart from each other so they don't cause any harm. But in the end, they were able to win. Yeah, they conquered the evil. They burned the Ouija board, which you weren't supposed to do. They burned the body and everything. But... Um, in the end, they were like worried about the leftover spirits because apparently this, the daughter, the youngest daughter, the sister of um, the character that Lynn Shane was playing, the sister was actually a conduit. She was absorbing all these um, spirits that her mother would summon during these seances, which we'll get more in detail with the, the prequel, the second movie. So they were wondering... Oh, well, if we got rid of the body, she's just a conduit. Like, what happens to all the spirits that were inside of her? So that led to the end, um, led to her, to Lane, looking through the planchette and the little mirror again to seeing whatever she saw, imagining it, it's the spirits that are now going to haunt her that were left from the body. So I guess the it's not over for her. So this could be another movie happening. Maybe. Uh, if they decide, but it was so long ago. Yeah, it was like... Like, they'd have to look at it and decide, am I going to pick this up off the ground? Yeah, because they left Cliffhanger, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, they did a prequel, so I imagine you would have to do a sequel and then do a prequel. They can't just do, like, movie prequel, then sequel, because that'd be weird. They can, No, they can't do that. They If they do it right. Yeah. If they do it right, because that's what they did with Star Wars. Star Wars is all out of order. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, if yeah, they yeah. do it right... Even the cartoon shows that were associated with it were, like, a little out of order, I think. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, if they do it right, but, you know, with this, like, we already got a prequel, and nothing wrong with a little sequel in it. Because yeah. we have the first one, we have the prequel, and now we can have a sequel for this one, because they have these damn spirits everywhere. Yeah. Unless they just want to leave it on red. Not <laughs> leave it on red! That's what I call a cliffhanger, they just leave us on red. Yeah, I... I live with that cliffhanger it's not like uh, a movie where like oh i need to know what happens next like i can live without it now uh, i forgot there have been a couple of movies in my lifetime where it pissed me off like that's it i need more what movies were those i can't remember it was when i was little oh uh, but yeah um I, I give that movie a good four and a half i just being being nice really i give it a, a movie i'd put on as background noise yeah. <laughs> so not even not even a star like your background noise. Yeah. All right. Well, I probably didn't do as good of a job as Sasswell with her movie, but it, it, that movie, I just got excited over the fact that I knew what was going on. I know? understand. So we'll take it away with Sass's game. Yeah, I went in. By the way. Yeah, she really did. I I just went in because, whew, I just couldn't help myself for some reason. I mean, he is your baby daddy. I don't know if I want him to have kids with me yet. How about all that? Like, we can mess around sometimes. But, um, yeah, this is for The Midnight Game. There is a movie about The Midnight Game. Yeah. Okay, so forgive me while we're doing all this. During this movie, there's a lot of jumping around, a lot of jump cuts, so just bear with me. Yeah, we, yeah, we're yeah, in, yeah. We're in for a ride. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2013 and is rated R. Which was a little better. Arg. Ah. <laughs> I think it's because of the language. There's no there's no nudity. There's no sex. There really wasn't. No. no. I think it's because of the language because, you know, they did use the C word. Yeah, you were explaining that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'll tell you something about ratings. When it, Let's say, let's take the word fuck for an example. In PG-13, you are allowed to use the word fuck, but only if it's in a non-sexual context. Mm. If you're using fuck in relation to sex, then it's an R-rated word. But, you know, in this movie, I don't think, you know, fuck wasn't used in a sexual way. I think it's because someone said cunt. Yeah. I mean, it was a bunch of teenagers, so I was kind of expecting a sex scene, really, because you know how horny teenagers are. Of course, but there was none of that. No, I was surprised. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's different. Yeah, they would make out scenes, but... I think I think maybe the director thinks the same way I do, or the way a lot of people do. Anytime you have a crappy-ass, real crappy horror movie, gotta have sex in it. 
Or at least have some titties. There they, was a titty. There was two, but they were dead. Yeah. Yeah. There was titties. They were dead titties. <laughs> <laughs> titties are titties. <laughs> Whether dead or alive. Facts. As long as, you know, they're not too, you know, decayed. Yeah, yeah. Those are weird. Ugh. Can you imagine? Ugh. So much muscle. How gets sticky? No, they're fat and muscle. Imagine they're just peeling. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, but here's a little recap of the actual midnight game that we talked about in episode 5. The midnight game is a pagan ritual for the sake of testing bravery or for a punishment and teaching someone how to follow direction. Mm-hmm. You need a wooden door as an entrance to whatever you're doing this, paper, a pen, something sharp, salt, candles, and matches. You are not allowed to use electricity. So you write your name on the paper, add a drop of your own blood next to your name, you go outside, light your candle, knock on the wooden door 22 times, and the last knock must be directly on midnight. Blow out your candle, go back inside, and then relight your candle. This wick is going to be terrible of this candle. Yeah. And then the game has begun. You must walk around and keep moving until 3.33 a.m. If you stay in one place too long, the midnight man will find you in the dark. If your candle goes out, he is nearby. Mm -hmm. You have 10 seconds to relight the candle. If you can't or don't do that, make a sea bear circle of salt around yourself. Sea bear circle! And stay inside of it until 3.33 a.m. If you fail, the midnight man will make you hallucinate your worst fear to kill you, or you'll be stuck in a time loop of death with the midnight man killing you over and over again. If you succeed, good. But the midnight man may still linger nearby, and remember, don't taunt or antagonize him. Mm-hmm. He don't like that disrespectful shit. A lot of spirits don't, which I respect that. Here's the thing. I get it, and here's why I get it. People might think, oh, they're spirits. They can't do nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And their spirits are like, oh, really? I can't? But say a word. Say a like, word. Say no more, fam. And now, we're going to talk about the movie. So the movie begins with some nice, eerie, soft piano music. Just, mm-hmm. you know, get you in the mood. It also includes a clock turning from 11.59 to 12 a.m., so, you know, we're really setting the tone here. Absolutely. So, some good old foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, and they had to enlighten us that this movie was inspired by true events. Of course. So, this could very well be a Reddit story on screen. <laughs> I could not find whatever story it is that they're talking about that this movie was based off of. So many people have posted their experiences with the Midnight Man. Mm-hmm. And so, this movie is now beginning. And on screen, we have our young jock Shane in a high school library watching a scary video of someone performing a certain ritual. Usually it's porn with these guys, but, you know, I guess we'll take this. Yeah, absolutely. He gets a call from cool girl Jenna, who is his girlfriend, for a small get-together with other hormonal teenagers at Caitlin's house. (laughs) Caitlin! Oh, and Jeff, young jock number two, is invited as well. (laughs) Jock number two. His name's not Jeff. His name is jock number two. Yeah. (laughs) So now we switch to Caitlin's house. She's a cool girl, too. Just, you know, got to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was pretty chill. Yeah. Her mother is leaving. No, no, when I say cool, like, these are the cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're the cool kids. And so, her mother is leaving for some trip she has to go on, I'm guessing, Our parents are always leaving, yo. Never leave your kids alone. Fuck them. They will say, I'm grown now, bitch. I don't trust you. <laughs> and then, after her mom leaves, she'll have the house to herself with the regular rules. No parties and no boys. Of course. In my house, I have to add an extra room. No parties, no boys, no summoning. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Now, her friends Jenna and Rose can come over, but we all know who already is coming over with them. The boys. And as soon as mom leaves, Jenna and Rose pull up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This right after mom's gone. So, you know, I got to say this movie is, you know, not taking long to get to the punch. It's kind of moving fast. So. It was. It was a move. And I kind of like it. And Oh, and Rose is also cool. She was goth. Yeah, but, you know, she's goth cool. (laughs) But, you know, she's still, she's not, you know, like, uh, she's still, she sounds normal. Yeah, she's pretty chill. And they order pizza. I'm actually, you know what? I want to see teenagers order something like Chinese food at McDonald's. I'm tired of seeing them order pizza. It's always pizza. I feel like it's, it's, there's more pizza places in, in like, small towns than other things. So it might be, like, an easier way, an easier thing to call, really. I mean, I guess, but even, it's still Chinese. This pizza is supposed to come in 30 minutes. It's the afternoon, and the sun is still kind of out. Now it's night, as in dark, and the girls are watching a horror movie, of course. 
the doorbell rings and they say, hey, it's the pizza. So that was definitely more than 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It better be free at this point. Mm-hmm. And then Jenna, of course, is trying to find the liquor cabinet to get lit. Of course. And they begin hearing noises of someone turning the doorknob from outside. Who could it be? Of course, it's our two young jocks bringing beer for some good old underage drinking. <laughs> Jock number two. And one, and one. And one. So, Shane and Jeff have joined us. That means all cool kids are in attendance, and now shit is permitted to hit the fan. Absolutely. So they're drinking, someone's doing a little kissing. It's honestly a room of adults trying to make us believe they're teenagers by doing teeny teenager things. I like to put on the record, they only bought a one pack and there was like a hundred beers in that room. You mean a six pack. They only bought a small pack and there was a hundred beers in that room. Where did the other beer come from? No lie, it looked like somebody was hiding beer. And like, to be honest, at, at most, they all each had like one or two. Maybe at, at most three. Maybe one of them had three. And that's not enough to get you drunk. There isn't. But, and there were so many bottles around. That's what I'm saying. But now we're skipping to later. And Shane is telling them about the ritual video he was watching in the library. And tells them it's a midnight game. So, yes, this is one of those movies with the title and the script. Mm-hmm. Jeff, of course, says it's a hoax. And we all know what happens to non-believers in these things. And Caitlin asks, why would anyone play that? Dumbass Shane says, because it's fun. Mm, that's always the answer. Mm. So, good question, dumbass answer. They are discussing the rules and warnings of playing the game. Of course, one of the consequences of doing this ritual is that you have to live out your worst fear. Just like we said before. And now everyone is voicing their biggest fear for the whole group to hear. Which I feel like the minute somebody's like, hey, what's your first fear? I'm like, ha, nice try, bitch. Yeah, I wouldn't say shit. I'm not going to answer that question. But let's go through the list just because. Caitlin has a fear of heights. Rose is afraid of ghosts. Ugh, mine. Jenna is afraid of going insane. Too late for both of us. I think we're good here. Yeah. Jeff is claustrophobic, which sucks because I used to be scared to be in that elevators. Mm-hmm. Shane says he doesn't know what he is afraid of. Of course, he's going to get teased for that. Be like, what you trying to say? You trying to say you ain't scared like the rest of us? Facts. And now, just as Jeff is about to cut out early at 1130, Shane's like, nah, man, it's just enough time to set up and play this shit. He didn't say it like that, but that's... That was practically what he said. That's how I feel like he yeah. said it. Caitlin and Rose are scared, but Jenna is down because, you know, she's supporting her man. Like, he playing, I'm playing. He into that freaky shit, I'm into that freaky shit. Oh, my God. And Shay knows everything off the top of his head, so they all begin preparing. Wait, like, who remembers that shit off the top of their head? Hi. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, there are less rules in the movie than in the actual rituals. That might have screwed him up. Facts. Thanks. You know, Shane, he knew this was happening. They write their names on separate pieces of paper and add a drop of their own blood next to their own names. And they share the same pin. They really did share the same fucking pin. To prick their fingers. The rules don't say you have to do that. It's just a common courtesy. Y'all couldn't just wipe it down before each person. Like, I mean, I know, look, somebody has, she ha- Caitlin must have a sewing kit somewhere with a number of pins. Even Rose the goth was like, that's disgusting. I'm about to say, like, you're goth. You know blood. Yeah, but that's so gross, like, sharing a thing. And it was Rose's pin. She had to take that shit back. I would have been mad. Ew. Now, they pack bags of salt for themselves for protection just in case they don't relight the candles in 10 seconds. Now they're outside. They put the papers with their names out on the front porch and light their candles. Shane knocks 22 times on the door and stops exactly at midnight. They blow out the candles, go back inside, and relight the candles. The wind blows... It picks up in their names and just blows them off the porch. So dramatic. It shows the Midnight Man is summoned. Now they're walking around the house, but ultimately end up sitting in the living room, which you're not supposed to do in the ritual. You're not supposed to sit down. It's like hide and seek. You're supposed to be always without out of his grasp. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's about 1.30 a.m. and Jenna's candle goes out because the Midnight Man is near. And she starts to panic, but relights it in time. Mind you, all their candles are close to each other, but only hers goes out. Mm-hmm. So he's messing around That's now. That's true. I didn't notice that. He's fucking around. He's having too much fun. Now, Jenna starts hearing noises from upstairs. Caitlin gives a good old we don't play excuse and says the house is old and settling. Ah! <laughs> I love that. And then the noise gets louder. <laughs> Shannon and Jeff go to investigate as manly senior high school men. Oh, yeah. 
They see and hear creepy shit near the guest room and enter it. Both their candles go out. <gasps> Shane drops the match but picks it up. However, based off of Jeff's counting, he lights both of the candles after 10 seconds have passed. Shane said, fuck it. And neither of them use the salt. Oh, God. So, yeah, they dying. Deeper into the guest room, they find a cross on a bed that fell off the wall. And then the girls scream because they saw someone outside. So our heroes go cautiously back downstairs, making sure their candles don't go out, to check on them. Caitlin's candle goes out, but she decides she's done and tries to turn on a lamp that, for some reason, no longer works. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to use electricity, so there you go, fucking up again. And then Rose's candle goes out, and she is terrified. But has her candle relit within seconds, so smart move, bitch, smart move. Facts. Caitlin says the power's out, but a plugged-in clock is still working at 1.32 a.m. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and they see someone outside again, so the hallucinations are starting. The guys go outside to investigate because they're men. So, yeah. With Jeff screaming, come on, motherfucker, you want some of this? Already broke another rule right there. Yeah, you're not supposed to taunt or antagonize him. Shane, of course, has a good excuse, you know. He just wanted to do this. Because he wanted to, you know, get the girls going. You know, you know, scary and horny go hand in hand. Because <laughs> apparently, facts. Apparently, we're just gonna cuddle up to y'all for safety. Sorry, I don't know what state they in. Listen, it's all right, New York, we all grabbing bats. <laughs> it's not no, oh, I'm so scared. It's like I'm scared. You grab that knife over there. Yo, I got, I got a hatchet right there. Yo, somebody get the bat. Everybody packing, so everybody's safe. Exactly. It's like it's not no time to be, you know, holding each other in arms and stuff. <laughs> so you know that was. Shane's very adult, I mean, a teenager thing to do, because, you know, that's what they are. They're teenagers, apparently. So they go back inside now, and the whole house is rattling like, you know, some type of damn earthquake tremor. It's just ripping through. Rose makes a circle of salt around herself. Clutch! Clutch! Look, she done for playing this, but she my girl. I, I'm giving her props, because she's trying to, she's doing the best. She's trying her best. But then everyone decides to sit in the circle with her, or they try to, I, honestly, the circle doesn't even look that big. It does not. So I can't imagine they all did well. And the layer was so thin. Like, could you really call it a circle? Exactly. And not only that, she better than me. I'm like, nah, B, this is my circle. <laughs> you got salt for you. got salt in your pocket. She was too nice, yeah. Now it's 3.33 a.m. It's the time when it's supposed to end. And the group is knocked the fuck out in the circle. And and now, as the camera rounds them into view, a dark figure walks past the shot, signifying that the Midnight Man is present, and the lights all come back on at once. Some of y'all might think, okay, they lived, so they won. Now, remember, they was breaking rules the whole time. Oh, and not only breaking rules, failing to use their failsafe, which would be the salt. Shane and Jeff didn't relight their candles in enough time and didn't immediately make a circle of salt for themselves. Caitlin did the same thing and tried to use electricity. And Jeff cursed him out, which would be taunting or antagonizing. And then they all sat around for some time, not moving around the house. And when they all slept in a circle, I imagine it must have been broken while they were sleeping. Because I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I sleep wild. My limbs do whatever. <laughs> sleep wild. So, they all wake up and think everything is cool, everyone goes to bed, leaving Shane to sleep on the couch because they don't like him no more since he came up with this idea. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> like, we're not friends right now. And then all of a sudden it's daytime and Rose is awake with a full face of makeup and none of it's on the pillow. To be honest, this bitch was on some shit. Her makeup was on some shit. She has, you know what, she has that real goth makeup, you know, that we, when we were emo... We were very, very in tune with waterproof makeup. We were not playing that shit because we knew we packed it on. Even through my face, I didn't wear any makeup. Like, I've only worn eyeliner at least once because I was trying it out. I was kind of, I was still kind of intimidated with makeup. It wasn't until, like, later on where I did it. Luckily, I didn't know anything about makeup or else my scene face probably would have been so bad. Oh, no, my eyeliner, I was looking for every waterproof eyeliner. I, could. I doubled up, tripled up, make sure it, it wasn't running for shit. <laughs> I don't care how hot it was. That makeup was staying on. Now, as Rose is awake, she goes to the kitchen where everyone is except Jeff. Shane says he went to basketball practice. Jenna is being a mega bitch like, like, uh, whew. her attitude just, she went crazy bitch mode. She needed a good morning slap, first she really, of all. She really did. But then Jenna physically attacks Rose in a sudden Y'all, rage. Y'all, they really went like, fight me, bitch. And is restrained by Shane. Like, he's holding her back. But then guess what? 
the scene switches to them all sitting down eating breakfast. So calmly, I might add. Calmly. I don't know how that works at all. Like, they just blew past the whole potential murder that just happened. Mm-hmm. But Jenna looks ashamed of herself and apologizes to Rose, which Rose accepts. She was, she was too nice. She was. Too nice. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go home. Like, bitch, fuck you. You attacked me. But then Caitlin suggests that a hike would be nice because it's such a nice day. I guess. And Rose stays behind to take a nap. Me. As Rose is napping, she awakes to hear strange noises. The Midnight Man is noisy. He very is, yeah. And she goes downstairs and sees a chair rocking with no one in it. Yeah, fuck that. But however, there's someone in it. She can't see it, but there's a ghostly image of her sitting in the chair that we can see. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she hears the microwave turn on. I guess, you know, the Midnight Man want, probably wanted a Hot Pocket or something. Me too. Love a good Hot Pocket. And Rose turns off the microwave, so she killed the Hot Pocket vibe. <laughs> and now we're in the woods with Jenna, Shane, and Caitlin as they are hiking. I'm not sure why Shane and Caitlin thought it'd be a good idea to go into the woods with Jenna, who just attacked Rose. Thanks. Let's just go into the woods <laughs> where no one else can see or find us with this crazy bitch. And Jenna starts being weird and bitchy again and goes off on Shane, accusing him of cheating with some girl named Emily. Oh, Emily, girl. Like, Emily busting it wide open for the basketball team? Like, don't judge her. Damn, she's just gonna get her shit. But Caitlin suggests that they go back now, since Jenna wants to be crazy. And Jenna decides to skip back to the house like a little ass girl. Mm-hmm. So it's clear she's kind of going batshit, which was her worst fear. And we saw earlier there's a ghostly image of the house, so maybe Rose wasn't affected, but it's trying her. Mm-hmm. And now back at the house, Rose is looking in the bathroom mirror, and in a cliche moment, Leans down so that we can see the Midnight Man in another mirror behind her. Mm-hmm. Good old cliches. We yeah. love it. As she stands up and looks in the mirror again, her own face turns into a grisly ghost version of herself for a split second. So her worst fears are also becoming reality. Mm-hmm. So y'all see, they didn't win shit. Rose goes into the guest room and sees the Midnight Man crushed down in the corner. He, she probably runs out, of course, but here's a, here's a little description of what we saw. Mm. He has the head of a goat with a humanoid face and rounded horns. His skin looks leathery where there isn't any fur, and of course he has hooves. Yep. He's not very cute. Back to the forest, Shane gets a text from Rose saying, help. And Jenna screams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, out of nowhere. For no reason at all. Yeah. Okay, she's just damn crazy about this time. She's It's done. Shane and Caitlin run back to the house, and Jenna walks back. Like, calm as fuck. I guess maybe she said, well, I almost killed the bitch earlier. I'm yeah, just well, just la 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 la. Maybe somebody else is getting it for me. <laughs> they go inside and find Rose in the kitchen with a knife. She tells them she saw the Midnight Man. And do you remember her makeup? It was, she wearing a lot of black makeup. You saw very thin streaks on her cheeks, so it really wasn't even coming off. Not, it was not, it was barely walking. It was not even running. Oh, I want her makeup. Facts. And now they get the knife away from her, and Shane goes to, you know, check it out, as one does. Not us, but one. He finds nothing, of course. You know, the Midnight Man, he likes to move around. He's active. He gotta get them steps <laughs> in. Like, I understand. I gotta get my steps in, too. Thanks. But Shane sees scratch marks and hoof prints in the wooden floorboards. And now he's downstairs, back in the kitchen, apologizing for suggesting that they play. We don't forgive you, Shane. We don't, don't. forgive you. Mm-mm. Rose then leaves, and while driving, her hand turns into a ghost hand, and the Midnight Man is in her backseat. Ugh, my worst. This all happens for a split second, so she's still hallucinating. She then pulls up on Jeff, who is walking down the road. She gets out of her car, goes, you know, puts her hand on his shoulder. He turns around, and he's actually a dead Jeff. Like, he's pale as hell, and... Has frost on his face. Dead jock number two. So, yeah. She doesn't, you know, like ghosts, remember? She backs away in fear into the road and is run over by a car. The way she got run over was wild. Rose died. But then she woke up in her car in front of Caitlyn's <gasps> house. <gasps> ah! Hallucinations. <laughs> so, Jenna um, is now hallucinating inside the house. She hallucinates that she's in the attic and she sees Caitlyn spanking her man Shane in some BDSM shit. Hey. Like, Caitlyn's wearing black leather. Shane has on, like, some satin boxers. He was, like, bent over, too. 
Didn't arch though, but he was bent over. He had a pretty nice arch. Eh, he was kind of more of like a table. It didn't have a good arch. Could have been better. Maybe he was self-conscious. I feel. I, I, I understand. Just I arch like, it. Yeah, I feel you. It's okay. We, we believe in you. It's okay. But then she snaps out of it, and all three of them are just in the living room. Hallucinations. Hallucinations. I, I think we're using that. That's practically the theme of this movie. <laughs> that, oh, that pretty much is. And then Rose enters the house seemingly unaware of the hallucinations she just had. I would have been freaked the hell out. She was calm. Yeah, they were all too calm for my taste. And Rose says they're all feeling weird because of the ghost and points out that nobody followed the rules. No shit. Finally someone said it. Like, we know that. And then Jenna hears something else and runs off. She just keeps running places. And Shane decides that they should play the game again. To try to set everything right. Oh, God. The next night. And this is when they notice they haven't heard from Jeff all day. And then that's it. Not jock number two. Yeah, they don't call or text him again. They really didn't care about him. Jeff needs new friends. Facts. And now it's nighttime and these four idiots begin playing the game again because Shane thinks they can set shit right. They're sitting with their candles and just waiting. That's an... You're not supposed to Wait! And the candles go out, and they are ready with the salt. However, they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough salt to even make one circle. And then Shane decides to reveal that he read about someone else's experience with the game on a blog. And that the blog just stopped at some point. And then the blogger's remains were found shortly after. So, he didn't want to mention that before. Mm, Right? And then... He tells them that you can get trapped in a loop of the last moments of your life. So he didn't say any of this shit before. And now the candles go out and they can't get them relit within 10 seconds. Also, they don't have enough salt to even make one circle. But you know what's funny? The only person who used their salt from the night before was Rose. (laughs) Yeah, you pointed that out. So if they had all those bags of salt left over, they had salt. They just didn't use it. then they begin hearing noises of the midnight man immediately after so these idiots played the wrong game two nights in a row and then shane receives a phone call from 666-666-6666 i didn't even see that phone number i know i didn't tell you he answers and hears a distorted voice that doesn't say much at all and then jenna sees the midnight man standing behind rose and runs Away into the house again. Jenna always running somewhere. Jenna at least is moving. I give her that. She's moving. Yeah, but she's not running out of the house. She's running deeper into it. She's getting on her like, girl, run away from your problems. Jenna locks herself in a room and begins having hallucinations. She sees a vision of herself shoot herself in the head. And then the vision is still alive and tells her to either kill Shane or kill herself so he can blame himself for her death. Now, back to Shane. Mm. He gets a text from Jeff saying that he's at the house. While Jenna hangs herself in an upstairs closet. Shane goes to the basement looking for Jeff. And Caitlin goes upstairs looking for Jenna, leaving Rose alone on the couch. Buddy system. Right? Y'all not using no precautions. Y'all just went in dry, balls deep, didn't care. (laughs) The text messages coming to Shane's phone are leading him deeper into the basement and he's He's listening for some reason. He's following them. And it leads him to a deep freezer where Jeff's body is found inside. Where he died in a tight space as a claustrophobic person. Now, remember, Jeff's the one who said this was a hoax. Mm -hmm. So technically, he's the first one that got killed. Of course. Guess the Midnight Man had it out for Jeff. (laughs) He was like, oh, you think I'm fake, though? You think I'm fake? Uh Uh-huh. Like, yo, we real out here. (laughs) And Caitlin is upstairs. She's supposed to be up there looking for Jenna, but for some reason... She goes onto a balcony. Mm-hmm. And it was because she saw a chair rocking with no one in it. Ugh. But that's not really a good reason to go out there. To but, be honest. But she did anyway. And she looked over the ledge of the balcony and sees herself on the ground dead from a fall. The midnight man appears behind her and pushes her to her death. So, you know it's getting real. Hallucinations. Shane goes upstairs to find Jenna's body, then goes outside to find Caitlyn's body. He's, he's, oh, and then he goes back inside 
and to find Rose zoned out. He's dead ass just moving everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's not sitting still at all. Now all of a sudden you want to move around. Now he's stepping around. Now he's putting in his steps. And Rose, he's looking at her, and she just turns around and looks at him and says, he's behind you. Shane turns around, and he sees the Midnight Man coming toward him. <laughs> he runs away from the house. At least. And we don't see where he goes at all. And then all five of them wake up at 3.33 a.m. like nothing happened. As if it was a big hallucination. I like this. (laughs) Now we're jumping further into the future. We now see that the house is bare of furniture and a realtor is showing it off to a man. I love this part so much. Right? It's so real. The house has been on the market for about two years and the realtor gives full disclosure that there was an incident with some teenagers two years prior. He seems to remember a new story about this and states that they still haven't found the football player because people believe that he committed all the murders, apparently. So it was Shane's fault, technically, yes. Absolutely. And, you know, we didn't see where he ended up, so maybe they don't either. And then a strange wind blows after the realtor tells him about, you know, the teenager shit that went down. And the wind blew a chandelier in the kitchen a little bit. The buyer is rightfully freaked out and promptly leaves the house. He booked it. And you know, that's yes. me in a heartbeat. Yes, we like him. And not only that, he closed the door behind him and, you know, the realtor was still in it. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> but, you know, as realtors, sometimes they do. They drive people to these certain properties. But the realtor followed him out because she knows she wasn't selling his damn house that day. As they drive away from the home, we are right at the beginning of the movie again. Because Rose and Jenna pull up to Caitlin's home as she's standing out on the front porch before they play the game. You know why? Because they're stuck in a time loop with the Midnight Man for all eternity. Because they fucked up. The scene now shifts over across the road beyond the highway guardrail and we see the remains of Shane's body in a pile of leaves. It's literally a skeleton in a letterman's jacket and some jeans. Hmm. So we know what happened to him. And it would appear that his biggest fear was the Midnight Man. I guess maybe he gets points for that. Be like, he's not really scared of anything earthly. <laughs> he's scared of a damn demon. So. Makes sense. Anybody would be. I would be. But yeah. The last shot of the movie is filmed looking over the shoulder of someone in a letterman's jacket. Watching a video about the Midnight Game. And at the end of the video, you know how on YouTube it has different panels. Yeah. To show you like, hey, you can watch this next. You can watch this next. This one had, at the end of it, had panels of Shane's, Caitlyn's, Rose's, Jeff's, and Jenna's remains on the screen, and then the credits roll. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. So one thing I gotta say is, I, this movie was cheesy as hell. Absolutely. But I do like the fact that it did not have a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, because it's always like, we have to have one survivor, we have ten, yeah, two like, survivors. Yeah, oh, she learned, she actually defeated the evil, and now she can live her life continuing without the hauntings or whatever. Yeah, nah, nobody survived, everyone died. Yeah. You know, it's a nice, refreshing treat. And that's how we like it. If you fuck up, you pay the price. Yes. So, you know, after you see all those bodies on the screen, the credits roll. Here's the thing. You definitely saw it was a Letterman's jacket, and it was the same library, so I'm like, wait, is this where this... Is this where the loop started? Yeah, right? But then why would he not say anything after he saw all his dead friends at the end of the video? Maybe he didn't see them as his friends. Maybe he he, hallucinated. Maybe. But he didn't play yet. Well, that's the thing. So can the Midnight Man get you before you play? Maybe he knew. Yeah, I mean, he was watching a video of it. So I imagine that's where it started. Like, I could plant the seed. I mean, I guess, but... I mean, I thought, you know, he didn't have permission to really fuck with you until you started. I feel like it's just Hollywood trying to add, like, an extra, like, thing there. And, and it didn't make sense. So they, they did it again. They be doing that. Yeah. Like, you know, this is going to be edgy. Be like, yeah, but is it edgy with sense or is it edgy without it? Yeah, was it necessary or was it completely unnecessary? Like, you could have just saved a few hundred dollars on that last shot. <laughs> <sighs> well, that was refreshing. That was insane. Like, those movies weren't that great, really. Well, how many horror movies are that great that we see now? Like, most horror movies are trash. Yeah, only a couple, really, that were actually... I think the last, like, it it was more of, like, a thriller slash horror movie that I saw was Brightburn. Yeah, that was actually really good. That was amazing. I love that that movie. movie. Um, that was it, really. That was good. Black Swan was good. Black Swan's a classic. It's a good thriller. A classic, yeah. Insidious, of course. Obviously. 
as far as new age horror movies, I think that's all I can really give props to. Like that, like prop props. Like, yeah, yeah. I like they need awards. Unless there's some I've never heard of. Like, um, I'm even part of this like horror group on Facebook when we talk about movies and shit. A lot of times we're there, we're all the same. Like we like the good stuff, but you know, give me some trash. Yeah. Let me get some Attack of the Killer it, like, Donuts. Inter- international horror movies are definitely the wave. Just not from UK. UK horror movies are ass. Yeah. Get you want some good horror movies? Southeast Asia. Japan. They're not playing games over Japan there. Japan too. Ooh, their horror movies are in They don't care. They, really they don't. like, you know what? We're just gonna give everybody nightmares. <laughs> it's your problem after that. Right? <laughs> That's all on you. You watched it that we didn't ask you to. You exactly. could like, Oh, you're hallucinating? And? Right? That's not my problem. Why are you telling me? I'm not a professional. Ah! Well, thank you for joining on our two-year anniversary episode. Yes. This was... Oh, I, I still can't believe it's been two years now. I told you. We old. Yeah. That's why we crack. <laughs> so, thank you again. I am going to go Betty Buys. It has been a very exciting week. Same here. I'm going to go to bed. Good night, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to us for two years. Good night. We are We Don't Play, and we've been here for two years. And we're still going. Love you so much. Love you, Darklings. Bye-bye. Happy anniversary. And, and one last thing. Hallucination. Hallucination.